And we're bringing on a very special guest today, a very special guest, very knowledgeable, grew up grew up with him right next to us, man, never knew that this dude was really into stocks like that until probably about two or three months ago when he popped out, you know, and he started, you know, teaching us about stocks and whatnot, um, honestly, and, and kind of inspired me to get into stocks a little bit um, on the low, but... I'll let you guys, you know, I'll, I'll let him explain, you know, what, what he really has been getting into, you know what I'm saying? So, I present to you guys, Zach. What's up, brother? Well, thank you for having me on here. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just, nah, bro, me and Zach go back hella far, you know, St. Leo's. You was, you was, you been there. What are you talking about, man? I'm like, you act like I didn't go to St. Leo's. <laughs> no, but like, bro, you didn't go there until fifth grade, like, back when you was there. <laughs> what? Pre-K. And I was in kindergarten. Okay, that's know? fair. That's but fair we enough. go, we go way back, bro. Yeah, way back. That's fair enough. And I just wanted to kind of ask you, Zach. You know, in high school, you wasn't, you would, ne- you was never on this shit like that. You know, you yeah, was never right. on it. That's, that's, yeah. that's nice. How how did that kind of start for you? Um. So personally, for me, I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't really financial literate until about middle of my senior year when I started my clothing brand, uh, Sick Love Apparel. But I really didn't surround myself with the best of people. And I think that, you know, kind of deteriorated, you know, my way of thinking and, you know, investment was. But after I started Sick Love and started reading books such as Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I think that helped my understanding and made me want to get into investments. So that's kind of how it started. And, you know, my passion for investing and understanding the different asset classes in which you need to own in order to be successful in society but that's that's how it kind of started for me bro that that's hella cool bro i think everybody should be researching this stuff in some type of way and everybody it takes them it takes them time everyone needs to have that certain type of epiphany in their life to make them really want to get serious about this type of stuff and i'm glad for you you kind of realized that early in senior year you had your clothing brand i bought something from there sick love shout it out you know, and uh, we all we all gotta have that moment. And right. glad that you had yours early, and I'm kind of having mine around around now. I actually have Rich Dad Poor Dad right here next to me. Hey. I've been reading it, bro. That book is crazy, bro. I'm only two chapters in, and bro, he giving f- free. Well, it's not free because it's a book I bought it, but <laughs> you know, it's it's game, bro. Right. It's game, bro. That shit is that shit is really really good, bro. Oh uh, yeah, no, that book is definitely the book that turned the switch on for me. And just you know, how he talks about assets versus liability. I think that's a big thing that society needs to really realize. You know, everyone right now, I don't want to say everyone, but a majority, you know, of our people in our age group are more looking at liabilities. You know designer stuff like i mean it doesn't serve you any purpose no one really i mean no one cares i mean if you're buying it for yourself that's good but 
no one really is buying that for themselves. They're buying it to impress other people, and these people really don't care what you're buying. And that's why, you know, a lot of the minorities don't get as ahead in life because of, you know, what they're hearing in rap music or what, you know, what social media is portraying. They're thinking they need to go buy Gucci's and Louis Vuitton, you know, feel important to society. But that's beyond the point. You're just putting yourself deeper into a hole trying to look rich or, you know, be something that you're not. So what I took from the book was that you need to own assets, whether that's stocks, bonds, paper, cash. Cash is just, you know, that's still an asset, even though inflation is eating away cash. Um, Cryptocurrency, all of that, that, you know, he's just, like you said, in the book, he gives away free game. And I think that, like I said, really turned on a switch for me and realized that what am I doing? I'm, you know, because like I said, when I was a junior, you know, I'm buying off-white shoes, you know. Yeah, I might like your shoe, but it, like it's useless. Now these shoes just sit in my room. I spend nine hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, and it just what do, what do I get out of that? I get absolutely nothing out of you know having that shoe. So I think it's just after after I started realizing that you know I said liabilities just take money out of your pocket. I said you know I really don't need that in my life, and I just started you know focusing on stocks, you know upgrading my knowledge. But I mean I can talk more about my investments, but we'll you know we'll get into that a little yeah. little later. Before before we keep going, bro, I just want to plug one other book. Uh, it's a really short read, perfect to get anybody into like investing or just get into that investing mindset. The Richest Man in Babylon. This is this is the book that that, that really. Hey, wait, wait, read it out. It's it's reversed right now. Oh my bad. The richest, uh, the richest man in Babylon. Richest man in Babylon. One of one of one of the you know starting books that really got my mind churning when it comes to investing. So, um, a lot of good plugs in there. Uh, you gotta, you know, it, 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 it teaches you how to build wealth instead of, you know, spending money. Right. End of day. Um, you know, uh, really good book. But let's get into, uh, what the title, what the title of this episode is called and why we titled it this. Well, me personally, I titled it because I knew that one thing that was really, like, important and one thing that you really talk about a lot is assets. And it's all about the assets. It's all about whether, you know, it matters about how wise you're spending your money and what you're spending it on. Like, one thing that I've learned from, one of the first things I ever learned about, like, like money is one thing that, two, like, uh, E-40 taught me. Never buy a $40,000 car before you buy a house. I know, I know it's in a rap song. But that's free game. That's free game for anybody. And a lot of people aren't listening to that. They're, you know, they listen to the rest of the song. But that that little bit of game right there, it kind of like, you know, turned on a switch for me. That's why you don't ever see me spending, you know, money on hella like, you know, hella expensive shit. I, I, I damn near people call me cheap, bro. But I'm just like, hey, I'm broke till I'm rich. I'm broke till I, have, I'm, I'm broke till I have five mil in my bank account, bro. That's, that's all I gotta say. That's the way to do it. Nah, bro. Michael, Michael and Zach, I don't even be wanting to buy clothes no more when I get my paycheck, bro. I don't even be wanting to buy shit, to be honest. Because especially reading this book, I'm like, I'm buying stuff that has no no type of value. It's not gaining me nothing. Even, especially during COVID, you shouldn't be buying clothes during these times. You're not even going out like that. Yeah. No reason you don't need no clothes right now. You don't need none of that. Just save your money or invest it. Do something to help your money grow. Invest shit. Invest in yourself. Right. You know, buy some books. Right. If if you work out a lot, you know, buy some protein, something like that. Invest in yourself. 
A lot of people don't do that because people aren't really, people aren't really, people don't really believe in themselves. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't know that knowledge, how knowledge can take them. You know, but a lot of people just don't, they don't be staying on their grind. They kind of quit. And everybody on here, I don't want you to quit. You got to keep going. Like we always say on here. Gotta keep going, you know our mantra. You know our mantra. Come on now. Uh, but uh, what are some assets that you know, beginner assets that you think are very important, Zach? Like, like, what do you? Well, okay. So I mean, everyone can open up a stock account right now if you're 18, and if you're not 18, you can do a custodial account with your parents. Um, assets that I would buy for a beginner would be probably a fund that tracks, you know, overall markets like the S and P 500 the nasdaq the dow for, for me personally i have an account that's just specifically focused on index index funds so that's vanguard total stock market uh 0.5 dispense ratio and um you know it's average at 13 point I believe 44 percent return in the last um 30 years so that's uh better than just having an s&p 500 which is eight percent on average um that fund is only 200 dollars a share if you don't have that you can buy physical silver that's what I've been doing, just you know, hedge inflation. Um, an ounce of silver is only twenty seven dollars. Really? D- depending on what that you know dealer that you're you know messing with is you know charging for premium. But you know, probably the best asset for anybody starting off are books. Get your knowledge of first before you get into the game. Because I personally, I just knew I wanted to get in the game after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, and um, I didn't take enough time learning stocks. And then I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, I got caught up and I lost a lot of money, but I realized it's not about, you know, short-term gains. It's about long-term wealth and it just changed my whole entire investing concept. And I bought the uh, book, The Intelligent Investor, and I read that, which that helped me, you know, understand what inv- like what I'm doing with my investments and I'm not here to make, you know, quick gain. Because you can look at, you know, look at the average, you know, amount of money that people are retiring on. It's not more than 200000 or some people are retiring on nothing. And, you know, you can't live on that and you can't depend on a pension, so... It's just if you start now while you're young, you'll thank yourself when you're later. When you, you know, if you just put two hundred dollars at thirteen percent return for the next forty years, you'll have three million dollars. And if that's just if you start at eighteen, you just do that every month, just two hundred dollars, and that's just if you're working. I mean, but I mean, you can go buy, you know, off whites and all that if you want. But <laughs> yeah, it's just um, those are some beginner investments that you um, I think are good. Knowledge is uh, king, though. Yeah, exactly. My is very big on stocks and you know I ask him questions and stuff like that because I'm a novice in this field and I hey, one of the things he tells me is that on Robinhood when he gets us to, when like he doesn't even have the app downloaded right now he, he'll invest into his stocks and he'll delete the app because he doesn't want to get because you kind of get discouraged when you're looking at it and you're not gaining money as fast mm-hmm. as you like right. you don't really think about the long term game people think about immediate gratification exactly um, for me personally, I uh, from another account is just focused particularly on um, Palantir. Palantir, that stock, uh, I bought it in at IPO, which was around actually it was a direct listing, so I bought around eight dollars a share. It ran up to forty five dollars, and of about four months. But now it's trading around like twenty four dollars. But I know that I want to hold it long term, so I just keep buying that. That's just what you got to do, you know. If you're doing instant gratification, you will get killed. You may get lucky, but you'll end up. You, I guarantee you that you'll end up losing a lot of that money. That you did make chasing a uh, short-term gratification. Uh, for real, I feel like you got a lot of people on TikTok trying to kind of finesse the system that way. But 
that's that's not a long term a long term way to have success in this market. You have to really know what you're doing and what you're you know you have to understand. And people are just in throwing investments and stuff like that, and that that could come back and bite you in the ass. Right. If you could don't know what you're doing at all. Definitely don't trust anything that you really hear on TikTok. A lot of the people that are on TikTok are just trying to sell courses and, you know, get you free money. But you really can, you know, YouTube's free. You can get all the same information for a lot better and safer other than, you know, buying someone's $80 course to learn nothing. Yeah. I've seen a few courses like that on Instagram. They'll be like, um, you know, and buy my $50 course, uh, you know, try to learn that stuff. But right. you know, why I don't need to do that when I can just go on YouTube? And speaking of YouTube, are there any channels that you'd recommend for people? Uh, Graham Ham Stephen is a good YouTube channel. To, uh, the guy's great. talks about a lot of investments. Uh, really knowledgeable. But, um, yeah, that's that's the only YouTube channel I really uh, recommend. I, I, uh, I see. I, I, saw, I saw one in particular the other day, and it's pretty funny because uh, my, my uncle, who's going to be coming on for this uh, um Who's gonna be coming on for this series? Really, really, he's he's an OG in the game. Y'all gonna learn so much from him. But um, been in the game since the early '70s. Did the car stuff. Did the houses stuff. Now back onto the car stuff. So um, got a lot of game. But I was I was looking at uh, one of the Instagram ads, and it was saying like buy my buy my course for like forty nine ninety nine. Learn a ninety way. You'll learn ninety nine ways on how to flip a house without using anybody else's money, I mean, without using your money, using everybody else's money. And I was like, that's why we need to do this series. We don't. I don't want to scam people. You know, the thing is, you can give a person like information. You can buy all the books you want to buy, but what you do with that information is what's key. Knowledge is key. But you need to unlock that door in order for it to, you know, in order for you to get gratification. At least to get the success that you want. You just can't read a book all day and then be like, okay, where's the money? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, one thing, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, hear the information, but it just stays there. It just stays in their brain, you know. At least that. At least that's what I've seen. Or else everybody else would be rich. Everybody would be rich if it was that simple. You know what I'm saying? And everybody nowadays, you know, they're investing because, um, you know, because the, with the pandemic, you know, the market just, it, it exploded. It exploded. Then it dipped. It dipped really bad. But now it's starting to come back up. But um, it's it's very interesting because, you know, uh, as I said on the podcast before, you're either, after this, after this pandemic... You're going to see who the people who are, you know, who put in the work, you know, who put in the money into the stock market and those who didn't, you know, those who sat on their ass all day, you know, those who put the money in the index fund so they don't lose too much money, those who play with the stock market to gain a whole bunch of money, and those who invested in properties, invested in uh, assets to, you know, gain some sort of, you know, advantage over those who didn't. Rest of society. And I, um, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, people can read a book, but if you don't take action, you know, it's kind of pointless. But, you know, I think a lot of people don't take action just because, you know, they lack the knowledge. Even if you're reading a book, that may not be enough. And if, you know, if you're lacking the knowledge, it can be hard to, you know, get into, you know, different investments. Because, you know, no one wants to lose money. And I think 
once you get that one wake up call where you do lose a lot of money on an investment, you know, it just, you know, it keeps a lot of people from investing. Like you can use 2008 as an example. People that, you know, were 18 just not getting in the market, you know, lost everything. boomers lost everything, you know, well, not everything, but you know, they lost a lot of money. And that's sometimes that builds a cycle, you know, where people say, I don't want to invest. Like they'll tell their children investing is bad. And that just builds you know, that chain reaction that keeps people away from, you know, getting in markets, buying real estate. But yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I think we, our generation is so blessed to have this type of information at our fingertips. I think about, you know, people in our parents' generation, they were just taught to work a job, pay your expenses and just do that for your whole life. And they didn't even have, there is really no way to get this knowledge. You know, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have any, they didn't have anything. And you talk to your friends, your friends don't know about this. Your parents, their parents definitely didn't know about it. So I think we're blessed that we can just go online and like you said, YouTube, we can just go online and look at that stuff. We can we can see we can connect to each other online and talk about what books to buy, all that stuff like Rich Dad Poor Dad. I also have the intelligent investor, just like you were talking about, you know, because you recommended it to me. So we are blessed. We have to take advantage of that blessing that we have and really learn about this stuff because it can can change everybody's life. That's that's very true. Um, yeah, and I also think networking is a big key. Like you, like you said, you can talk yeah. to anybody, you can communicate with anybody. Just reach out to people, you know. And you know, a lot of people are willing to help you. Like you can go on Reddit right now and go to a real estate forum or a stock forum and just talk to people in the comments. People are willing to help, you, especially OGs. They're they want to help you. They want to see you succeed. But all like you said, all the knowledge is at our fingertips, and you know, it's it's basically free game whole bunch of free game and and it's funny that you bring that up because i remember one time i was uh you know i was trying to get into uh investing and i ran into a venture capitalist who was at my church put me on so much game put me on so much game it didn't even make sense like 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 have the things that like that man told me you know people aren't even learning in business school like I, I talked to one person who graduated from business school, and I told him, "So, are you tracking the tr- are you tracking the stock market right now?" And he was like, "No, I've just been, you know, trying to." Uh, what did he say? He said he was he's been trying to, uh, you know, get his business under underway by trying to get his uh, his merchandise, you know, all regulated. But if you don't know how, you know, how like the money side of it, how do you expect for your business to boom? Like, like that's one thing a lot of people need to understand like business owners aren't just you know merchants they're not just people who are selling shit you know a good businessman is not just trying to sell you this product he's trying to sell you the product in order to get the money so he can flip it that's what a good businessman is doing he's trying to flip a product you know what I'm saying so if I'm if I buy a car right now right I buy a car when I buy a car, I'm going to sell it to you. I'm not just going to sell you the money. I'm not going to sell you the car, get the money, and spend it. A good businessman is going to take that money, flip it, or put it into the stock market, get a little more, then flip it, and then and then take that money out the stock market and flip it for some a better car to sell to another person. That's what a good businessman, a good you know, a person with you know, a business IQ of or a high business IQ would do. 
Um, but to switch this topic a little bit, um, let's talk about you know uh, things that because we about to we about to we about to end we about to end the live and not the podcast. But uh, let's talk about things that you know a person can do on a daily basis just to besides reading, but some something on a daily basis to get a person you know in a business mindset or investing mindset. Repeat the, the ending of that, that question. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something, you know, uh, every day. What's something that somebody, every day they wake up, they should do one thing. What is that one thing? Uh, manifest. Manifestation. That's what they should do. Think and grow rich. That's just, that's what they should do. They should write down something that they want to be behind, like a saying that they stand by, and they should read that to themselves every morning and night and do affirmations, and you can do that. You can do that every day. Or you just yeah, that's that's the only other thing you can really do other than reading or watching YouTube videos, in my opinion. That's facts. Because day trading is dangerous. I wouldn't I wouldn't into that shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, unless you're a broker, but that's a whole different ball game. I'm um, playing other people's money. Um, but yeah, honestly, honestly, one thing that I I would say people should do every day, um, they should find you know they should learn other ways to invest. Um, you know, there's, there's not, there's not enough ways for you, you know, you can't learn, you can't learn too many ways to invest. If you, if you invest your money the correct way, you'll always have money to invest, you know, cause your money makes your own, your money makes its own money, you know, at the end of the day. So no matter what, you know, how much money you have, you can always invest more, you know, you take a dollar, you flip that dollar to two, flip that, you flip that to four, eight. Now you have 16 bucks. You can go buy yourself a sandwich and keep investing. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my that's that, that's how I think in life. You know, I'll stay. I'll be hungry. I'll be hungry until I have enough money. If I have or what was no? I want you to explain the the 10 percent rule. I feel like that's I feel like that's a good note to leave to end off on. Um, you should only. Yeah, only spend ten percent of what you make. That's that's what you should do, and then the rest of your money you should either save it or invest it. Um, there's many ways that you can do that. There's an app called Acorns that invests a portion of the money that you spend at stores. Um, yeah, so only spend ten percent. I mean, if you're getting a two hundred dollar check or four hundred dollar check and you're spending, you know, three hundred eighty dollars, you just it's going to be very hard to grow your wealth. But like Michael said, everything right now, if you put your money into something, it should make money, especially right now with inflation and interest rates being low. It's impossible not to make money unless you're putting it in a dying company like AMC. I know there's a rise in the market, but that is not a fundamentally sound um, company. So like I said, yeah, like Michael said, um, yeah, just only spend 10 percent of your money and save the rest. And everywhere you put your money at right now should increase in my uh value but not financial advice just just saying nah for real i mean like i said earlier and when i mean we're in covid it's not really a lot that you should be spending your money on in the first place especially at our age most people in our demographic we aren't paying for a house or nothing like that so we don't really have too many expenses there's really no reason why we should be blowing 90 percent of our paycheck each each week Facts. you know Facts. do something like you said zach you got to make your money work for itself right. and i thank yourself in the end but you can't worry about that instant gratification 
That's facts. Hey, blow the questions up. Because we're about to, you know, we're about to head off. So if you have any questions, I'm about to answer this question that's on the bottom right now. If you have any questions, put it in the, uh, just put it in the comment section, put it in the Q&A part, we'll answer them. Um, but this question right here is, did you guys learn financial literacy through school or outside of it? Um, well, in our elementary school at St. Leo's, they had like, you know, that, the, the, those little, you know, financial literacy, you gotta, you know, you know, you gotta set your budget and shit, you know, days, but they weren't teaching you anything about the stock market. They weren't teaching you anything about like real financial literacy, how to make your, how to, how to make your money work for you. You know, they weren't teaching you about, you know, what books to read, you know, but then again, we were only 13 years old, 14 years old. You know, and then below that, honestly, cause, so, bro, bro, honestly, honestly and, and if, I, if I keep it, but, if I keep it, but we even learn math, bro. <laughs> oh my god, don't, don't, don't let us get started on that. But, but, bro, that financial literacy class, we we didn't give a damn. <laughs> that shit, bro. I think you guys got to speak for yourself. I think you got. You remember uh, my business that I did with like uh, Jalen, you know, two other guys. Oh, yeah. oh, no, you're talking about that one. You talking? Okay, so there was there was two parts. There was two parts. Let's remember this for a minute. There was there was two things. We had the financial literacy class, and then we had those that business uh, competition. Uh, I mean, that was in financial literacy, though, right? No, that was different. That you was, sure? That was yeah, that was a different class. Mm. We did that one year. We did that in eighth grade. Uh, or we did that our eighth grade year. It might have been you guys' is like a different year. Oh, I remember that because yeah, our, <laughs> our stuff went crazy. We had the we had the little uh the, the little sour nah, the slushies. Uh, it was a slushy. <laughs> bro, bro, bro! I came to school, bro. I came to school, and I plugged everybody. I think you brought the Nutriblend. Somebody else brought the Nerds, and I brought the drink. I'm not telling you guys what was in that drink, but even the teachers are like, even the teachers are like, I'll give you an A if you if you if you give me the if you give me the, if you give me the ingredients. I was, I was, bro, <laughs> I, bro, I would never drink no shit like that anymore, bro. I would never drink nothing as unhealthy as that was, bro. Like just just loaded. It was Skittles and Sprite, bro. Just completely just this diabetes. <laughs> Yeah, just it was, it's a it was sugar diet, bro. Cane, bro. It, was, it was worse. It was worse, honestly, than than what you call it, bro. It, it was worse. It was worse than a regular slushy, bro. Hey, bro. Bro, hey, but we got second in the competition, man. Swanky <laughs> slush. Huh? Oh, wait, I thought no, we lost some girls. I think. Yeah, we lost to some girls, bro. On some booth, bro. They didn't even. That's, they didn't yeah. even use the money, bro. That's what's crazy. Oh, they didn't, bro. That's crazy, the money, bro. They didn't use the money. We really could have been rich, bro. We could have been selling them in motherfucking, you know, and, and we could we figured, we could have figured out a way to you know to sell the bottles and stuff. I think we just didn't dream big enough because we we were, we were talking about putting it in paper cups and shit. <laughs> Honestly. Well, I mean, bro, it's kind of hard. We can't we can't just we can't just make Sprite and Skittles and call it a business like those are already. <laughs> so, right, it was uh, a secret lemonade. It was a secret lemonade, you know, little you know thing. Bro, it wasn't nothing secret, but we just threw that. <laughs> Blender, bro. Like, <laughs> we just threw it in the blender, bro. If I put I put Sprite, lemonade, and uh, ice, and, and Skittles, and Nerds, bro. Bro, let's not kid ourselves. But yeah. hey, y'all got any more questions though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says right here, Zach, tell, tell, talk to the people about 
P L R T R. I mean P L T R. About Ponser? Oh uh, yes. Um Ponser is a data company. Um it's, it was founded by the same dude who founded uh PayPal with uh Elon Musk. His name's mm-hmm. uh Peter Till and the uh, other CEO is Alex Carp. But um yeah, they're big data. They have a lot of partnerships. They just partnered with uh Amazon and um a lot of people really don't understand the company. But it's just big data, and big data is going to be, you know, like, it's going to be like oil in the future. So, you're early still in the stock, in my opinion. Um, I think the stock has a lot of room to grow. Uh, Market cap, I think, is believed, like, 40 billion. So, you know, it's still relatively cheap to, you know, Tesla. Um, And the the price-to-sales ratio or price-to-earnings ratio is, like, not that high. I think it's, like, 10 times over sales. I'm not sure, but it's nothing like, you know. Um, Tesla, that's what I'm gonna say. PE ratio. Tesla's like a thousand, so I think it's still a safe investment. Um, good um, background. It has a lot of partnerships, and um, it's gonna be profitable next quarter. I think only reason we had a rough quarter is because of uh, stock based compensation. Because you know, it had to give its employees since the stock was locked up. But yeah. big data company basically is what Palantir is. Yeah. I, I I honestly didn't know about that, so you just put me on game. Honestly. Yeah, it's 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 and a that's good. That's why we bring people on the podcast. I, um, as soon as I saw that, um, as soon as I saw that it was gonna you know go public, um, I really got interested in it. The day that it IPO'd, I'm not gonna lie, I just I just dumped a lot of money at it. and I just kept doing it, and um, I got rewarded for that. But I understand the company. I know what the purpose of the company is and what they're trying to achieve. But I mean, it's speaking for itself. I mean, every contract they get is over millions of dollars. You know, it's not a not a small company but you know a lot of people aren't way to that and when the stocks you know trading at 200 dollars a share you know those who bought early will be rewarded but that's just, like i said not financial advice that's just why i like the company yeah i got a hey, cool. question right huh? here what is your career goal um you know my career goal i'm gonna be honest i'm just gonna answer this real quick uh what's your career goal major you seem wise uh, my major right now is business administration, but I'm working on real estate. I'm about to get my real estate license next month. And um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, I have a degree, hopefully. Well, not hopefully, I will have a degree. But my plan is to just buy a lot of real estate, which I'm planning on getting my first property here in August and just keep on um, renting out each property as I go. But yeah, I don't, I don't. I've seen what the nine to five and what working every day for the rest of your life does just to retire on some, you know, shitty pension or whatnot. And I just, I don't want that for myself. I just rather, you know, collect passive income and not really have to do anything other than, you know, cater to the people who are um, living in those properties that I buy. It's, it's crazy because we all, you know, three like-minded brothers and we got, we got a club, you know, I'm not going to speak too much on it because... You know, it, we 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 just we just hit the you know we just starting to hit that uh that that uh, bedrock, but you know we got a club of all like-minded brothers who seem to be on the right track, and our goal is to all have that you know fuck the nine to five you know fire our jobs you know um you know because it's it's crazy you know they they've had us by the balls for too long. I've been working. I've been working at my job, bro. I've been. I've been working at my job for a year and a half, bro. And you know, I'm sick of my shit. with that. You know, I, you, there really isn't because what I'm doing is just collecting the income in order to, you know, invest it and take care of myself, so I don't have to do this for the rest of my life. 
So, and I'm looking at this because my reminder is I work with older people. Like, you know, people who are in their 40s and 50s. So just looking at them is a motivator. I don't mean that to diss them, you know, or show them any disrespect. But respectfully, I can't do that. I'm not right. going to be doing that for the rest of my life. I plan on retiring by the time I turn 45. I keep telling right. people that. But That's completely achievable by anyone. It just comes down to financial literacy and when you start. Um, like you said, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a 9-to-5, like you said. But if you're using your 9-to-5 to, you know, fund investments, then, yeah, you'll make a lot of money. Like, for me right now, with the investments I've made, I, I can make more money in a day. And not day trading, just sitting on my investments that I've invested in. And then going to, you know, my job and, you know, working an eight-hour shift or so. But, you know, you got to stay humble. You got to keep, you know, grinding, you know, keep taking that money, keep putting that money into more funds. Just keep doing that, keep doing that. And eventually, then boom, you can you can leave your job. Nice. You got to start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Bro, nah, that's great mentality, bro. I think sometimes you working, because uh, right now, I mean, I work at Safeway and they be trying to slave me. But... I, you know, I keep head up. I know there are there are better days ahead, and I'm I'm not gonna be an adult working there. You know, this is a short term type of thing. But there's nothing wrong with with working nine to five. It's just it's all depending on what do you do with the money that you make. Are you spending it wildly, you know, or are you putting it into investments so you can make more in the future? It's just about what you're doing with your money. We all what type that we like to buy, but you you can't buy irresponsibly. Right. Like today, I gotta. I got a $20 tip. What am I going to go do with that? I'm not going to go spend it. I'm going to go buy some stock. You there feel you me? It's <laughs> simple as that. I got, a, I got a $40 tip. Like, what? Like, 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 you know, I could go spend that on... Actually, I don't even know what I would spend $40 on. I'd probably save that, honestly. Or, but, but you know, one thing I'm going to do... Well, this is probably the last point, but um, one thing I'm going to do very soon is... Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it online. That, that's that's something that I got to keep on the low. But. Wait, wait, Mike. I just want to let you know that when you said, I'm, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy nothing that's 20. I'm going to buy some stock. You sound like one of them, LL, one of them LLC Twitter dudes who be, who be saying that, dang, what, what you going to do? What you going to do with, with y'all? With y'all? Let's check. Uh, you you going to invest in some stock? Uh, you going you gonna to buy, you going to buy some property? Like, you sound like what it is. Sound like 19 Keys? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, bro. He sound like that boy 19 Keys. Hey, y'all should follow him, though. He be giving up the real game, bro. Yeah. I don't know about joining that Black World Order, but, um, <laughs> but y'all, 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 hey, I'm not gonna speak for y'all, man. I'm not gonna speak, speak for y'all. I'm not gonna speak for y'all. I'm not gonna speak for y'all. But, uh, yeah. My fault. But you uh, say, bro. I said, I said, I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna speak for y'all. Y'all, y'all can join the, you know, the Black World Order if y'all want, but I'm not gonna speak for y'all. So, but that is all we're going to give you guys on live. But in a couple weeks, we will have this podcast up in its full extent, probably hour and a half, uh, hour, hour and a half of just, just us spitting game. But this is all you guys are going to get from us. We appreciate you guys. Everybody go follow Workout Zay. Appreciate you. You know, I want to say that. I want to say this on live. You know, appreciate you for coming on. But um, yeah. Wait, I just I just want to give a I want to I really appreciate y'all who be tuning in to the podcast, bro. I I really love y'all, bro. Even if you tune in on Anchor, but that stuff means the world to me. When I 
Well, y'all, no, no, that, that's the thing. We want you guys to tune in here. Give us all the questions you possibly have, because we know you guys have questions. And then, and then in a couple weeks, take that over and give that same love to Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, and now YouTube. We do have our YouTube up. We're gonna start uploading a whole bunch of, you know, content on there. So, you know, as we always say, man. As long as you show love. We'll stay consistent, man. All right, y'all. Appreciate it, though. And we're back for part two. Welcome to the Black Lotus Podcast, The Aftermath. Um, Keep going, Joey. You're, you're, talking about, you're talking about societal pressure. Okay, well, this is a little different from the financial stuff. Yeah, we of course. We, we flip, we're, flipping this, we're, we're flipping the switch a little bit, uh, taking, taking, you know, a little break from the, front of, from the financial part, but... Talk about, you know, societal pressure a little bit, because we haven't talked about that on this podcast yet. Man, bro, we was talking about uh, a lot of guys messing, messing with a lot of girls. A lot of dudes think that stuff is cool. And people listening to this right now probably going people going to try to call me corny and stuff like that. But a lot of people think, a lot of people in this world think that masculinity is, is fucking a lot of women. Facts. And that is Facts. a problem, bro. Because you got a lot of people out here, a lot of men who aren't acting like what a man should act like, but they think it's all good because they, they're messing with a lot of women. They have no initiative. They have no drive to want to do better every day. They have no drive to want to pursue their goals. But as long as they messing with a girl every day or two, it's good. It's good. And I feel like, like I was talking about with societal pressure, a lot of men feel pressure to want to mess with other girls, not because they want to, but because their friends want them to. And let's make it clear, let's make it clear. Just because just because you don't want to fuck hella bitches doesn't mean that you're gay. Okay? Let's make that clear. Cause I know a lot of niggas out here, you know, they question a man's sex they question a man's sexuality just because they don't want to fuck bitches all day. Like no, there's nothing wrong with semen retention, bruh. If anything, it makes you a stronger man. Like niggas like niggas by nature are horny. Okay? I want the podcast to understand this. Niggas by nature are horny. Men by nature are horny. So, for a man to resist his natural state makes him a very strong man. Exactly. Bro. That's that's all I have to say about that, man. Bro, that's that's so freaking real, bro. Like when when you can control those urges, bro, it makes you stronger. Like you might be kind of weak in the beginning, but over time you're gonna get stronger, bro. That's facts. Think it's stronger, bro. You but know. back on to the topic at hand. You know, we had to give you guys that little masculinity uh, snippet. But back to the topic on hand, man. Um, big investment game, man. You know, investing is, is, is life at this point, man. They went from ball is life to, to to investing is life. You feel me? So hey, bro, it's so funny. That boy Zach really used to be hooping for real, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> Um, my hoop dreams. Yeah, just I kind of lost the passion for it, and you know, I'm not. I'm not even mad at it. You know, I you know I do track now, but on a financial standpoint, it gives me more time to focus on finances. Okay, and I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm mad at it. I, I feel that, bro. Like, like at the end of the day, bro. You know, I'm gonna choose the money over. But I take that back. I take that back. I was about to say I'm about to choose money over basketball. I'll choose. I'll choose money before basketball, but I won't choose it over basketball because I still got my heart still in the game, man. 
My, still, my heart's still in the game. Even though I haven't played basketball professionally. Uh, <laughs> or seriously, Wait. in a very long time. So. Wait, Zach, bro, where do you go to school? Uh, University of Laverne. Laverne? Where's that at? Uh, it's, um, it's in uh, L.A. Oh, shit. All right, all right. You run track there? Yes. Bro, that's cool. What events you be doing? Uh, just high, just high jump. Just high jump. Bro, bro, I forgot you was hella good at high jump, bro. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's the thing, now. Bro, I, I for real forgot, bro. That's crazy. I forgot you was actually raw in that. I remember them, but I mean, high school was, I haven't been in high school for two years, so I ain't really seen you. I ain't seen you doing your thing, bro. I mean, August we supposed to be back on campus, but you know, that that's where I that's where I reside now. Yeah. Wow, so are you are you still out here in the Bay? Just 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 curious. Yeah, I'm still still in the Bay Area right now. Still in the Bay Area. Shit, man. I, and it is crazy because you know. Uh, with everything going on, you see a lot of people, you know, you see a lot of these schools opening back up and shit, and I'm just like, you're opening the school up for kids, like, like, it, like I, I can understand, you know, for college students, like, we're grown, we should be able to handle ourselves, but you're opening it for these kids who'd be playing with everything, so of course they're gonna be playing with their mask and shit all day, like, like that's see, kinda... I, I think it's better to open up for kids than college students, because you, as, I'm not gonna, out any universities out, but there's been a couple college parties that are still going on i mean little kids aren't gonna be doing that and you know they may not wear their mask all the time but they're i promise you kids are wearing their mask a majority of the time versus a college student throwing parties not caring about it wasn't there um i think one of the school where it was like it was a game or who could get covid first yeah (laughs) i I would take my money on those kids any day yeah even though we're older, college students are hella, hella like disobedient, kind of want to go against the norm and stuff like that. And kids, kids, but they just gonna listen to the rules. They, you know, they, you know, they gonna be chilling. That or, is true. Kids, even, I, I never thought about it that way. Even though you know, as a child, I always complained about the rules. I still followed them. You know? Well, there's nothing. It's crazy because we're in college right now, going through all this stuff, but. Could you imagine us being like third, fourth grade, being at home, like our developmental years, all those times we were playing basketball in the yard, bro? Godly. All those, all those memories that we made out there, just, just not happening, bro. Just gone. Just gone. Yeah. Man, that, oh my gosh, that's so sad. I don't even want to think about that. Like, bro, to this day, we graduated from, from St. Leo's like six years ago, and we still talk about two on two. Thought <laughs> you getting in fights with Derek and them, bro? Bro, bro, me, Xavier, Jaquil, Josh, Toby, all of us, we still be talking about two on two, but like it happened yesterday, bro. We still making <laughs> arguments. We still be having arguments about that stuff, bro. And I, you know, it's sad to see all those kids lose those memories. Yeah, uh, I hope, I hope things get normal again, bro, because this this stuff is depressing for everybody. That's facts, man. That's facts. It's crazy, man, but. To hop off, you know, the pandemic, or not not hop off the pandemic, but the negative side of the pandemic. Zach, what are some positive things that have happened to you during the pandemic? Um, personally, I don't like to, you know, seem like I'm flaunt or, you know, any of that nature. But for me, like I said, reading books and really getting into investing, I think 
this was a good time for me. I I mean, the pandemic has been really bad for a lot of people, and I don't want to sound insensitive to that. Yeah. The overall markets have, you know, they've been going up because of inflation and, you know, monetary policy printing trillions of dollars into the economy. And um, I think it's just been, you know, it's been a blessing in disguise. Um, I've been able to network with a lot of high net worth individuals that I'm just, I can't share right now, but I will. I, I'll let you guys know when we're off the podcast. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just think reading and all that, it's, um, yeah, it's just giving me a, you know, a new path to investments, whether that's cryptocurrency stocks all, all of those different you know different asset classes and you know i just want to say that it's a blessing that i'm still able to you know have my job in the pandemic and you know still be able to you know invest and grow my network and understand the whole game and you know like i want others to succeed but you got to win it for yourself at the same time you know yeah, nice. I, I tell plenty of people what they can read how they you know i can you know tell them go read rental property investing you know they might say yeah and you know to hear the moment yeah i'm gonna do that but then you know they never get to it it's just it gotta be about what your why gotta be strong, you know? That's yeah. a big um investing. If you're watching, you're just saying, I wanna invest, I wanna buy this and that just because you know I wanna look rich or I wanna buy that Lamborghini. That you won't get really far because you're gonna be worried about short term gratification, instant gratification. But as soon as your wife's like, I wanna, you know, buy my mom a new house, I wanna, you know, move my family out of this neighborhood and put us into this neighborhood, you know, it becomes a little bit more motivating. You understand, like, you know, when you get down, you wanna you want to keep going because you're wise, you know, strong, and it's, you know, giving you a reason to keep pushing as opposed to, I just want a Lamborghini or I just want to live in the Hamptons or something like that. So to answer your question, those are some of the things, real estate, uh, me and a lot of the mentors, you know, like I said, a lot of this game's free knowledge. I mean, from what I've mentors, it's kind of, it's a lot more than what I've learned from YouTube in more detail, yeah. but it's, it's around the same nature, like everything as I say, everything's free game. You like, like for example, one of my recent investments. This was uh, there's this company called Gumroad. It's not a publicly traded company. Say it one more time for me. Uh, Gumroad. Gotcha. It's a privately held company, not public, not on the markets. The CEO gave small investors as myself, you know, a chance to invest in uh, the company, you know, before it goes IPO. Uh, minimum investment part was a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Max thousand. You, there's plenty of opportunity to be willing to dig. If I didn't dig and look, you know, look, and I found this from Twitter. If you don't just look, and, you know, just do I'm following, I'm following investor people on it. Just look and see that you know opportunities, opportunities are there because you know to do that type of degree of investing to invest in a privately held company. Yeah, you have to be an accredited investor, and with being an accredited investor, you have to be have a million dollars or be bringing in a certain amount of income every month. And, you know, that's that's hard for the general, you know, inflation when you know. What I don't know exactly the number, but you know they say what Americans fifty something or six percent of Americans don't have more than what like five thousand dollars saved in the bank or something something around that yeah. number. Like like they said they said you the average American cannot afford a four thousand uh, dollar emergency right now. Like if they it, were just that, go to the bank account. So that that little opportunity that the CEO gave to the you know the general public that was big you know because you would have to have, you have a million dollar high net worth individual to you know invest in that and i think you know right now if you just start building your your money a million dollars might have seemed like a lot right now but it's gonna seem like a lot in the future i mean inflation is gonna make it you know still small inflation is killing the u.s dollar but everyone the way inflation the prices of items in society are going up everything gas i know you've seen it you know that might just be because of you know politics or whatnot but inflation's increasing prices of everything you know it's not increasing wages but guess what is increasing investments you could buy real estate right now. I, I was reading 
about someone who just bought a property um, about two months ago, and the property's already up 25% in value because of a comparable sale of another home very similar in the area. He's just made 25% return on that big asset. Now, you know, $100,000 on a property, you just made $25,000, and that's, that's passively. Your net worth just went up 25000 and you did absolutely nothing other than hold the property. Like, where I live, I'm not going to put that, but where I live, the property that I live in was, you know, purchased for 100000 right? Yeah. And property today is worth 1.3 mil. And that's because inflation increases property. That's why real estate is going to be the game. You get in real estate now, you you can be 30 and be a multimillionaire. Yeah. Just properties here and there. You don't have to sell them either. You can just rent them out and they'll keep going up in value by forced appreciation, uh, just appreciation in general. They, they go up because you're going to raise the rents every year, yeah? Because yeah. inflation. Yeah. And, and, and as I say to everybody, you know, uh, never sell, always rent. Yes. Unless, unless you know, uh, you know, you literally can't afford to, unless you, it's, it becomes a liability at a certain point, or if it becomes a, uh, a liability to the point where you just, you're losing, you're losing too much money, that's when I say sell it, but. I, um, yeah, if you're, if you're losing a lot of money on a property and there's no foreseeable future of that property becoming cash flow positive. You probably want to get rid of that property. But yeah, like I said, pending's been a blessing in disguise. Um, it's definitely helped me. I've, I've gotten rid of the people who I feel are negative, and I don't really fuck with that anymore. If I if I feel that you're negative or you're not going to bring any value to my life, I just completely out you out of my life. And I, I'm glad that I'm able to take that type of step because it's hard for people to, you know, get rid of, you know, who they're surrounded by. But my friend group that I was hanging around, you know, freshman to junior year, I just, I don't think it was, you know, very good for me. And I think, you know, I don't want to say someone's responsible for my activities, but I think it had an influence, uh, peer pressure, not peer pressure, but influence on how I behaved. You know, I just, like I said, Rich Dad Poor Dad really was a turning point for me. And I think that just helped me, you know, without this pandemic, understand what essence are needed in order to, you know, grow as per- grow your, your net worth as an individual. Yeah, that's, and, that, that's, that's free game for y'all, bro. That, that's free game for y'all right there, bro. Bro, this dude, Zach, is spitting and back, bro, I just want you to know, bro, that over on the Black Lotus, we own our company, bro. Because, like, you said in the beginning of all that, you was like, I don't want to feel like I'm flaunting or anything, you know? Right. Bro, you, you, I know you're proud of what you're doing, bro. Yeah. You're, we you're, own you're, our shit, bro. Like, if proud. we, bro, I, I, it, it don't matter how big or small it is, bro. I own whatever I do. I, I say to myself every day, I'm going to do 100 push ups. To one man, that might not be a lot. To like, for instance, like this nigga Joey. This nigga Joey probably does on average probably about 400 push-ups a day. But I'm also doing other shit, you know. So I own that shit as well. But for me to be doing 100 push-ups, that that's good for me. I, obviously, I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to stay on that level because I'm, even though I'm staying consistent with it, you got to keep going up higher and higher to get better at it. But you know, I'm owning the fact that I'm doing 100 push-ups and I'm being proud about it. Now, I'm not going to be cocky about it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm stronger than everybody. But I'm going to own my shit. Right. Exactly, bro. Even, I'm not going to lie, when I first started posting my, when I just post my, all my smoothies and stuff on Snapchat and Instagram. Numbers. When I, when I first put the caption, first team all smoothie, I was like a little, I was a little kind of like nervous. I didn't want people to think I was I was flexing what I was doing in life. But then I kind of came to the realization that I'm proud of what I do. I see people post yes every day. 
why can't I post something that's positive that I'm doing positive in my life that I'm doing that that's good for myself, bro? You know, and I think you gotta you gotta own what you do because no one else is gonna do it. No one else is gonna own what you're doing for you, bro. And you gotta be proud. You gotta be proud of you. Really gotta be proud of yourself. You know, and we people can look at that stuff and get inspired, bro. Nice. Like I look at some of the stuff you post, and that stuff is inspiring, bro. That's I saw, nice. I saw, I saw something you posted on your story today. Uh, I think it was like you're in, you're in crypto, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in crypto. Yeah, yeah, it was it was from Binance. It was from you, you. You had your Binance app open, and I've been trying to set up my uh, my my Binance account for the past day, and I kind of just like I stopped. I was like, All right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. It's taking too long. But seeing your post, that's just inspiring me, bro. I'm about to go set this up right now. That's what you do. I'm about to go set it up because I what am I waiting for? But I'm like, all right. Is Zach doing this, bro? Like, why can't I do it, bro? Thanks. Thanks. I think that's a problem, bro. A lot of people look at things. A lot of people look at other people doing stuff, and they, 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 you know, they they kind of get offended, like, oh, he, he thinks he's so cool because he reads and stuff like that. But people don't have the mentality of, hmm, maybe I should read this book too. Hmm, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. People, people think they, people will never say this, but people think they know everything, bro. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's damn near the reason why a lot of people don't really like to read because they they kind of know it all. I I'm not the same way. I'm not gonna lie. That was damn near me yeah. um, a year ago. Yeah. But before I before I got on this journey, I didn't. I I didn't really think I knew everything, but I thought I knew. I thought I could get by on what I knew, so I didn't think I needed to learn more. Yeah. But once you start reading that first book, you realize there's so much knowledge out here for me to gain. And I'm like, I gotta keep going. Exactly. I, 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 bro, I be much money on books, bro. It's crazy. I just be. That's the one thing I'll kind of spend recklessly on, bro. Just books. Because look at it, books are an investment. That knowledge that you're getting, there's nothing that beats a book's knowledge. You, it's like books really go into detail to a certain degree of what you really need to, you know, understand. It's like you said, it's free game if you're willing to sit there and read. And once you really get into it, I give you the rich that poor that, for example. I just started, like you said, just buying books. It just doesn't matter the prices. I know the knowledge that I'm getting in return is gonna, you know, be a greater investment for me as a you know, as opposed to go buying a, a video game or something, you know? Yeah. Always spend all my money on books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I that's mean, facts, I, man. Right, like 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 I like I always own I, I own this one thing. It's just no matter, you know, how much money I make, it's not it's not it's incons it's it's, it's, it's priceless compared to the knowledge that I obtain in my mind, you know, which is one of the main reasons we started this podcast, you know, to obtain more knowledge. But um, it was interesting. One wait, thing wait, that... wait, 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 hold on, Michael. Before you go into something, I wanted to um, just talk about kind of like the, uh, the video games thing Zach okay. talked about. Like for, for me, I, I used to be a really, really big gamer. I used to be playing my game all day and stuff like that. But now, with everything that I'm doing with, with my life, I'm not even trying to, not even trying to, I'm not, I'm not shitting on no one who plays video games a lot, bro. Like, I, I know y'all and y'all stuff too, but just, just for me personally, I kind of, I, people know me as like, a, a, a lot of my friends know me as a dude who used to play a lot, but now I don't feel like I don't, I don't be having the time to do that. I like, if I haven't read my, if I haven't read what I need to read for the day, then I don't feel comfortable playing. If I haven't done my workout yet, I don't feel comfortable. 
because I know I got I there's something that I told myself I was going to do today and I got to do it yeah. you know and you know these games that I love like 2K man I really don't be playing like that no more because now I work I got to read I that thirst for knowledge is something that is that is special a lot of people don't have that bro and you'll be paid greatly for that sacrifice you should make. And now, when you're 30, 35, you'll be able to, you know, all that knowledge that you possessed in the years that everyone was partying and doing not the greatest of decisions, you'll be reaping a reward of that, you know, that's that amount of work you're putting in at an early age and getting that understanding. Because you could, like, people, just like, how old are you right now? Oh, 20. Right. Now, what do you think the average 20 year old is doing? I'm not going to say every 20 year old's not invested. Or doing what you're doing to a certain degree. But mm-hmm. I can tell you this. A majority of 20-year-olds are not even thinking about this right now. I think the average age for in starting starting to invest, I believe, is 29. Just just starting. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was like 35. But yeah, it may be. I just didn't want to say something. Yeah. Too. Bro, yeah. I, think, I think that something that I kind of get swept in is I, I kind of feel like what I'm doing isn't really all that special. I'm like, okay, I feel like everybody's doing this, but we, that's because, I mean, for, for me, I go to Howard. There's a lot of black excellence at my school. So I kind of, I begin to think that this is the norm around me, but there are plenty of people, and plenty of people our age who aren't even thinking about this stuff. People who don't, there are plenty of people who don't go to college, bro. Like, but but us going to, me and you, Zach, going to St. Mary's, Every, everybody went to college from our school everybody went there so right. we, we kind of think it's the norm we kind of think oh everybody goes to college yeah. but it's not it's not like that in the real world bro. it's not a lot, every, yeah. everybody isn't doing that stuff case case in point one of my homies uh, actually our brother podcast uh, spur of the moment Justin was talking about uh, how one of his roommates literally went like he he went to go visit his roommate's cousin up in like south carolina um i'm only bringing this up because uh his roommate was talking about you know he's he's he like lived with them but didn't attend the college he only did it for the main purpose of everybody up where he was living nobody went to college Mm -hmm. so he he just wanted to be around the essence of you know wanting to do something with his life even if he didn't even like go to the college, it, it could he could be networking up there. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's all about one thing. This this was the segue into the next topic. It's networking, being in a space where individuals can boost you up. You know, for instance, I've had more internships than I've had jobs. I probably had probably about, I want to say, so in every year in high school, I had an internship. So I think that's four, four internships. Yeah, I've had four internships, three with the same company, or two with the same company, and then one with the Alameda County uh, uh, Supervisor's Office, and then another one, I can't remember exactly what I did. But um, all that to be said, it's very it's a, it's a very diverse amount of individuals that I have in my contact list right now. So whenever I say, "Oh, I have 300 people in my contact list right now," they're like, "Why do you have so many friends?" I'm like, "They're not all my friends. These are associates and mentors that I have on speed dial in case I need to ask for some game." 
a lot of people that are willing to give me game, a lot of people who are willing to give other people game, which possibly um, could come onto the podcast and give you guys game. You know, it's all about, you know, networking, putting yourself in an environment where you will be able to manifest things in the future. So I just want to, you know, just talk about, you know, the importance of networking. Um, so what do you guys feel about networking? Like, like, give me some, give me some points and tips about networking and experiences in networking. Um, for me personally, I know you guys heard the saying, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Yeah. And I think that's really big with some of the, um, opportunities that I've been given, um, in terms of just, uh, networking. Now, anyone can network. You just have to be willing to put yourself out there. Cause a lot of these, like I said, these high network, I'm talking millionaires, billionaires, they, they have no problem helping people. They, they want to see you succeed, right? They, they're willing to give you the game, free game, give you a job, you know, open up more doors for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, what I've learned is just put, put yourself out there. Just, just talk to them. You know, it's, and it's not hard when you when you've done the work, you've done you've read the books, you know the knowledge, you know how to you know have a conversation with this this individual. And you know, it's great when you're you know, um you know, able to, you know, learn that knowledge. Like for for example, um I I have a broker, you know when you get your real estate license, you need a broker to work under. Yeah. I met a lady who's gonna who's gonna who's willing to give me that opportunity to work under her. Wow. As an agent. Or Another job that I've gotten, for example, I got that at, you know, my main job by just by just talking and have a conversation with that person, telling them my passion, my ideas. And now I'm at that job making, you know, two times what I make at that job. And it's just just by people wanting to help you, you know, get out there. So if you're just willing to put the work in of just talking to individuals, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to say any names, but when we get off this pocket, I'll go more in detail and, you yeah. know, with, who my networks are. But um, it's... um. Is you just have to put yourself out there and be willing to, you know, understanding. You just, just stay low key with it. You know, networking. Like I said, it's like everyone says, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And I think if you know that, you can really, um, really excel. Like I'm talking to the. I, I'll send you guys his Instagram, but I'm talking. I forget his name. Um, let me just tell you uh, really quickly. I read a story. He's um he's an African American. Um, he's out of London, I believe, and um. What he did is, is really impressive. He What he did is he went to different doors in, like, one of the rich neighborhoods in London. Mm-hmm. Knocked on the door, and he asked for uh, mentorship. His name's uh, Reggie Nelson. I just started DMing when we, you know, had conversations. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, you just got to put yourself out there. And um, you got to, you know, be willing to, you know, talk to people. But he knocked on doors and, you know, got him. Uh, he met at least somebody at Goldman Sachs, like a really high person within that um, company. But... Like I said, you just like what he did. You went and knocked on doors, you know, in, in a high, a very expensive neighborhood. And he realized everyone may not answer me, but at least I'm, you know, I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. He says some people didn't, but by him doing that and not giving up when the people would, you know, not answer or close the door in his face, he was able to get, you know, mentorship from that guy and get himself jobs and, you know, connections by just, you know, being persistent and, you know, not getting discouraged by, you know, one closed door because one closed door opens up a hundred more open doors, you know? Yeah. Bro, that's that's very very interesting, bro. I think a lot of people gotta aren't really persistent in that type of networking. Like you just said, that dude was persistent. He was just knocking on doors, asking people. And a lot of the times, people get discouraged when something goes wrong for him, you know. But like we always say, like like I said earlier, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep doing what you're doing. And I'm gonna keep saying that because that's 
That's damn near my that's my life motto now, bro. It's the mantra, bro. It's keep mantra. keep going, bro. Keep going. And I think sometimes people might be even a little afraid to uh, network. You know, a lot of people have social anxiety, and that stuff can kind of get in their head. But um, you know, you gotta you gotta find a way to you gotta find a way to to get around that because not everybody who makes it is is outgoing. Not there are shy people who are who are successful, and but they did something to put themselves out there. And honestly, for me, that's something I need to work on myself. I need to, because I know that I am I am a gifted individual, but sometimes I don't put myself out there as much as I wish I did. You know, I I post to my Instagram following or whatever, my Snapchat part, like my Snapchat people, but like I'm not really putting myself out there. I'm not emailing the right people all the time. I need to email. I need to email the certain certain people to to set myself up to be successful. And if that's one thing I could do, I need to network better. That's something I definitely need to do. Because, I mean, I go to Howard. There are so many opportunities from there. So much excellence that I that I could take from. Mm. And not even in a selfish way, but just, just learn. Learn from others, you know, so I can grow myself. And this dude, Zach, talking on the podcast, I'm like, bruh, I'm really learning right now, bruh. Yeah. What this podcast is for for us to grow as individuals for us to have real conversations about what's going on and what we can do to get better and for me i always talk about getting better from from like a mental and physical point of view but we got someone who's getting better financially yeah. and that's that we gotta have on here that's why we started the series let's run numbers because yeah, a lot of people like to say that if you get too many people in it, you know it's not going to matter no more. That's 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 just not true. That's bullshit. Because not everybody's going to apply this information. Oh not, yeah, not everybody's going to do it. But are you going to do it? Are you going to be the one who does it? It's all about you. Forget what everybody on social media is doing. Forget what your friends are doing. You know, unless they're putting. I, I saw this video. He said a person came up to him. He was about to start talking. He was about to like, hey. He was like, wait, is this what you're about to say about to make me some money? Are you about to teach me something by saying what you're about to say? In any way or source or any way or fashion, are you going to present me a resource for me to figure out how to make some money? If not, bye. Yep. Yep. Hey bro. Exactly is that you was talking about being around the right people. And I think COVID has kind of um, been, it kind of forced, I'm not going to say it's forced me because, you know, they're all my brothers, but it's kind of put me in a position to where I'm around the, the the friends who influence me more. Like, I'm going to shout them out, you know, I do this all the time, like Akil, Xavier, Josh, Trenton, Toby, like, like those are my core, my core people. And I'm, I learned, I was talking to Akil about this, we all learn so much stuff from each other. Like, Trenton is really, Trenton is just like you on this stuff, bro. He be investing, he's in the crypto, all that. He gonna be on here real soon. He gonna he, he gonna he gonna break you guys down on you know venture capitalist shit. Yeah, he he, he be running numbers, bro. And I was talking to him earlier. Just he put me on game, bro. And the thing about me is, I know I'm a beginner, but I'm trying to learn. Right. And I can I can learn stuff from all my friends, and they can learn stuff from me. You gotta I, be humble. I can exchange knowledge. We we exchange knowledge, and being around those people for this past year has aided me so much 
in just becoming the best version of myself. Like, you, what conversation we had in March, like, literally a year ago, that shit motivated me to want to keep going and lose the weight, bruh. That shit made me want to go, bruh. But a lot of friends don't aren't going to do that for you. A lot of friends want to, they want you to stay the same, bruh. And none of my friends feel threatened by none of the stuff that I've done. None of them feel threatened, bro. There are a lot of friends out here who will feel, Zach, bro, I know there are people who feel threatened by you, bruh. That's right. <laughs> Who feel threatened, bro? They're not happy for you. They're threatened. They'll be like, oh, but I think you all that, bro. Like, nah. That's why I said, like like I said, like, I'm really picky with what I disclose, who I talk to, who I associate with myself. Like, like I said, the people I hung out with were negative drawdowns, saying things that, you know, normal friends wouldn't say to each other. You know, you got at a point, you got to click in your mind, like, the five people I hang with is a reflection of me. If I want to... Like, say life. that again. You gotta say that one again. That that's the a dime right there. Are a reflection of myself. So what I realized is, you know, being with that group of people, I don't want to be nothing like them. You know, and I'm not. You know, I wish them the best. You know, I don't wish harm on no one, bad luck on no one. But at a point in time, you gotta you gotta realize you want more for yourself. You got places to be, right? You yes. can't, you're not go if you're in a negative, you know, atmosphere. You need you need positive. You need people on the same, you know. Go plan as you. You want to. You want to be a millionaire. You need to be hanging with people who want to be a millionaire. Got that same mindset. You know, talking about investing twenty four seven, not talking about drugs, um, just stupid stuff. You know, just irrelevant stuff that that's not gonna have no value to you in five ten years down the road. You're gonna you're gonna regret. You know, being with that same group of friends and you know, like like Josiah said, there's people who are hating on you. That's what like my accomplishment. I I really what what I post investments that I make. It's not. To, it's not the flaunt. It's to motivate people to invest, or you know, know what I'm investing in. You know, it's not. I, you know, I, I. I don't. I'm not looking for people to be like, oh, wow, he's investing. I'm looking to motivate you to do the same. To want to. To want more for yourself. It's. I mean, at the end of the day, if I want to be so, I, I don't. I wouldn't. You know, care what you know if other people are investing. I want minorities to see. You know, I just. I just know the inequality gap. I want. I want everyone to succeed. You know. Yes. It's not just about me at the end of the day, but like like Josiah said, there's people who are hating because you're doing more, and they feel like they're not doing enough. So what they're gonna do? They're like, oh, Zachary ain't this, Zachary ain't that. He just all talk. He doesn't do that, right? Yeah. But but I it, it just closed my investments to show that like you know I'm actually a man on my word. You know I'm not a guy just out here trying to shill out courses or I mean, seem like I'm a scammer. But there's like Josiah, there's always gonna be people who are hating on you or want your downfall or don't want you to succeed. And you know that's why you need to cut all the snakes out the grass. You know you know. Cut the bushes. Certain amount of friends, or if you don't even want, like, I have, I have friends, I got mentors, and I have associates. Yeah. There's like, there's even, there's even family members I don't even, I don't even associate with, and it's just like, you could, you're gonna hear a lot of people who say you can't do something, and it, it feels hella good doing it. It feels, it so, feels so good. I don't, I don't know why, but the way I feel when someone says you can't do something or you, you're not, you're not. Like it's not possible for you. It's, it just makes me go a lot harder, and I, you know, or I start figuring out hundreds of ways, you know, to make it happen. Just to prove the point for myself, for myself, so that I, you know, I can do it, and just to prove that person that, you know, you don't know who me, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, when I when I first started, like I've been slapping on people a little bit, you know, I, but that's because I'm focusing on real estate because that's you know my passion that I've learned at the many doors that that can open. A lot of people said that's not gonna work. That's stupid. That's that's a horrible thing, but. With the concept of what I've learned from books and all of that, it's just you've learned how to, you know, market yourself, you know, do stuff, you know. Sickle have had a lot of success, you know. Yeah, you do. You have to keep, you, whatever you do, you have to be consistent. And that's what I've, what I've learned. And you have to, like, 
be careful who you associate with yourself with. Like, because like I said, the five people you hang with are a reflection of you. If you're willing to hang with people who don't have no goals, you're gonna be. You're not gonna have no goals either. You hang with people who want to be rich, you will be rich. But it just comes down to what do you want for yourself? Yeah, Man, that's that's, that's nice. crazy, bro. Because I know it's people. People not gonna people not gonna hate on me to my face, but. I, I just I know it's people who look at some of the things that I do and they're like, bro, look at this dude, bro. Look at this dude starting starting a podcast. Look at this dude thinking his words matter. You know, I know it's people <laughs> who probably in that type of stuff. And it, the thing is, they aren't going to say it to me because they don't want it. Cause no one wants to come off as a hater. Nobody wants to come off that. <laughs> and, and when they say it, you know, in their head, it's like, I'm damn, I'm hating, bro. I'm I'm a hater right now, you know. But we can't let none of that stuff stop us, cause we got important things to say. We got important things to do. We got people to inspire, and we're not gonna let we're not gonna let one person or one one two people, however many people hating on you, we're not gonna let that stuff stop us. And it's kind of cliche, but it's true. If you're not doing nothing, if you don't got haters, bro. That's right. Nice. And I think the book that, you know, really stuck out to me kind of in my, in my journey is, was, it says, never tell people your problems, uh, or it says, never tell your problems to anyone. 20% don't care, and the other 8% are glad you have them. And I think that really just stuck with me. That's why, you know, like, I'm really quiet, and I really don't, you know, I don't try to, you know, tell everyone. I just I just do it, you know. You just, you'll find out when I say I've done. I don't, you know, I don't like to tell people what I do before I do it. I want to have it done, and, you know, then I just post this. For me, I don't, you know... It's like, like I said, no one cares. That goes back to the thing with my philosophy. Wait, there's no point in buying designer items. If you got the money, great. But, you know, it's, it's literally no point. You can post it, and you think people care. But I promise you, people are just swiping right. Just tap. Just, they don't, no one gives a crap that you're spending, you know, $1,000 on clothes. And I look at you. You just emptied $1,000 out of your pocket for a clothing item that you think people care about, but no one cares. And now uh, you just you just wasted your money. Or when you do, and then the people frown you. I mean, yeah, it's a help, right? It's a call for help. But people are gonna be glad, you know. I there was a point in my life where I, I think it was like when you were or something. I was, I was, you know, going through a, a mental phase where I was really down. And, you know, I, I know you guys kind of remember that thing where my spend where I put all that sad stuff. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that, bro. I get, we all had that phase, bro. We all had that phase. I thought I always had those problems. Half those people were glad that I had those problems. I, I guarantee you. But that's why I don't express no emotion, like. Like, no one even knows, like, or my, like, outside. Like, no one knows that I'm even in a relationship. Why? Because I don't disclose that type of stuff. Because there's haters. There's people who are always going to try to... Your accomplishments. Or I don't tell people my business, you know, adventures. Like, you know? Because there's people who are going to hate or find a way to discourage you or pull you away from that goal. And you can't... You, you just got to realize you can't help everyone. And not everyone wants to be helped. That's facts. And I can go to my job and, you know, be like, bro, you should invest. You know, like, it's good for you. And I just feel like, oh, I'll do it eventually. And I'll never get to it. But, you know, like... At the end, of, I know I'm gonna go. I I offered you help. You didn't want it. That's on you. It is. You took that path. There's nothing I can, I can do to you. I I offered my assistance, and you chose. You made your decision. There's nothing I can do. But yeah, that's just that's just a quote that really stood out to me. It's just about how people feel, and it's just everything's about competition. But if you know, you you keep your life off social media and all that because social media is really just a highlight reel. I, I know you've heard people say yeah. that. That's, that's really all it is. I, I really don't. I don't post Instagram no more. It's just other than stories, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's a highlight. But no one, no one really cares. And that's what society's done. Just with social media, just making it like a, a accolade thing, and everyone just you know trying to flex on each other, flex culture. 
And it's just yeah. really stupid. And I think a lot of people, when they become, you know, high in age, like 40 and 50, they're going to realize that that stuff never meant anything. And all those designer clothes are just stupid outlandish purchases that made with no investments. It just really didn't pay off. And they're going to wonder why, like, why can't I have nothing? And I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> messing up the game too. Everyone's flexing a Lambo shirt, uh, jury, and everyone's just like, y'all motherfuckers I- rent. Y'all are renting that shit. Don't, don't, don't try to fool these people. You guys did not pay that shit in full. You guys didn't pay that all cash unless you're academics, but I still don't believe that shit. But, um, <laughs> uh, you guys are not fooling anybody. People, people who really have money understand what you guys are doing. Or people who understand money. I won't say people who have money because I'm still part of his squad, but we'll get into, we'll get into that later. Um, I understand what you're doing. You're trying to flaunt. You're trying to make it seem like you got money. You got, you got, uh, what they call it? They call it, uh, you got a fool's gold. You got fool's gold, man. You got fool's gold. You got, you got, you know, and it's funny because, you know, the little money I got in my bank account is about to grow more than what you guys could ever have. You know, especially when you spend it. It's really related to, like, Warren Buffett. Like, like he's a billionaire, and I, I know people have seen his car, what he drives. It's like an old car. Yeah. He just flaunt his money when you get to that point where you don't need to flaunt it you don't you know these people just know you're about money and he's never wanted to you know have that look rich mentality he wants to be rich it's just yeah. it's just that's why the ultra rich are rich because you don't yeah they might have lavish things but they made that sacrifice to get those lavish things some of them i'm not gonna say all of them some yeah. you know but you know a lot a lot of millionaires are self-made you know nice. it's it's America is, there's a lot of inequality in America, but I think America has paved the way with all the education that you can't get besides going to college and high school, even even more high school. It's still a way for you to make money. You can make, like, you can still go to Target without a, what, a high school diploma, I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah. just a regular job, you know? I just, you know, I think America, or there's just enough, not, let me not say America, there's enough opportunities within society for anyone to become rich who's willing to put in the work and sacrifice. You know, anyone can become a millionaire by 25 if you really put the work in and you really, you know, settle down. I mean, real estate's probably the easiest, like, I'm pretty sure, I don't know the exact statistic, but it's something like 70 or 60% of people have become millionaires of real estate. Real estate's, it's, it's a big-ass asset. I mean, yeah, it may be, you know, you need to actually crunch numbers and know what you're looking at, but it's probably the easiest way to become a millionaire besides you know startup capital you're going to need a lot of money to get it but even yeah. even if you use fha loan and living up the property for one year that's only 3.5 down yeah. on a hundred dollar property you only have to put 3,500 down plus closing costs so what's stopping people people will, you know people want to take trips to dubai now full disclosure i'm taking a trip to dubai but <laughs> i if i've sacrificed all my money into putting it into assets and assets can make that trip four times or five times or six times over. Yeah, it's just you got to you got to understand. That ten percent. It's that ten percent. Exactly. Now you say for you know you, I'm not saying no one should have fun with what they what they do, but I think everyone needs to understand that if you want to have a successful life or have an easy retirement, because no one you're not you're not even get like I was thinking about that the other day. You're not guaranteed to live to sixty five. And that's if you're just so saving crazy. all your money for retirement, like that's why I think everyone should have a little bit of fun. But I think your assets and your investments should outweigh what's going into your fund. Because you're not guaranteed to live to 65. And, you know, you that retirement fund, you know, you're old now. You really can't do that. That's why I think just hustling right now, not going to parties, not doing all that fun stuff. You I mean, you do fun stuff, but not doing all that all that dumb stuff. Yeah. 
you you think yourself when you're 40 and you can you can go quit your nine to five or you can go travel the world you know not have to worry about how am i going to pay my next book because what, what is it like 80 something percent of americans live paycheck to paycheck that's if that right. paycheck's cut they're done and that's because there's no savings there's nothing because people don't understand what they're doing and that's why i think college is you know i think college is great but i think if you're not going to college for you know an actual meaningful degree or to you know something that's going to help you get into like tech tech's a, you know tech's always going to be the tech's high paying job yeah. if you're not but you're just going to college to party and you're taking on student loan debt it's it's stupid you're just you're setting yourself up for yeah. your life to be ruined because those loans if you if you already just in school not paying attention what makes you think you're going to get a job because you're not even guaranteed a job by the college that's nice i've got a minimum wage job and just think about this california is 15 dollars an hour there's other states that are paying like what eight dollars eight dollars an hour seven, Nine, seven, i think it's 725 yeah, I've, I've talked to some females i I've talked to some people outside of state who, who you know, works like that. So yeah, seven. seven Michael, five. Michael, well, you don't have to say that. <laughs> you don't have to say that, bro. Uh, I know. I had, to, I had, to, I had, to, I had, to, I had to backtrack that for a second. Man, you an asshole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now think about that. Think about that. Seven twenty-five, and think about inflation. You can't even. You can't. What can you really go into a grocery store and get for seven dollars and twenty-five cents? Now think about that's an hour of your your life. That's an hour that's of your crazy. life for seven dollars and twenty-five cents. And what, what, you can get a bottle of Arizona and, like, a bag of chips? <laughs> it's, it's like, that's what I'm saying. There's inequality in America. But if you're using that 725 to, you know, just keep accumulating some investments, you'll have a lot more success than, you know. You shouldn't be buying a Louis Vuitton bag and you're making 725 hours. You have bigger fish to fry. You Hell no. It's. But it's. people want to do that because, you know, I want to look rich and be rich. You know, I want to, you know, flex up, you know? Yes. Bro, that stuff is sad, bro. We all just trying to... Everybody just trying to impress each other, bro. And it's damn near primal. Honestly, if you're going to take it down to a primal state, bro, an animalistic state, you know, all animals, you know, they have mating calls. I guess our mating call is damn near just trying to flaunt on these, you know, trying to flaunt on these niggas, you know, trying to make these other niggas look, you know, or other, other men look irrelevant in order to get the best woman of our taste. And then, you know, it shouldn't even be about that, you know? Yeah. We should all want the best for each other. We're not animals. We, we're humans. We're trying... We, we are civilized humans. We are trying to be better than animals, or per se. That's why we form civilizations, and that's why we form society. So why are we still acting like animals? Just, I... I, I wish I could tell you, just, just... You know, I really think social media has a high influence on how our um, society is really, you know, structured right now. In my personal opinion, that's why I said social media is, it can be really toxic, you know. Yeah, thanks. I, so, no, a person. Well, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. Go I, was, ahead. I was gonna say if I if I didn't have this podcast and I wasn't using this for networking, man, honestly, I wouldn't have social media. Y'all saw, y'all saw. I went on my uh, labyrinth, man. When I went on my labyrinth, bro, I was not on social media at all. Y'all didn't see me for like two months. You just gotta, yeah, you gotta uh, choose wisely who you. That's 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 so that's so real, bro. Zach, it's kind of crazy. Like you said, social media is influencing the way how our society is ran, and at, at damn near at every level. And to talk about it just a little, we kind of we've kind of decided who's more important based on their social media, and that's mm-hmm. terrible. About how many followers they have, bro? That blue like, check. Like you got people who. 
who don't embody any qualities of what of what a good human is. But oh but they have a lot of followers on so, they have a lot of followers on social media, so you automatically respect them when you see them. And this this don't even go for celebrities, bro. This goes for just people who are who are in our age group, bro. You know, like like athletes. Just anybody, bro. Just people who aren't really people who people who don't I'm not I'm not gonna say people don't no, I'm not gonna say people don't deserve to be respected, but people who haven't really earned respect. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I think I think I think that's the best way to put it. People who haven't earned respect yet. Yeah, yeah bro, like people who haven't earned respect out here, when you see him like you're like, bro, you just a regular dude, bro. You you just a regular you just a regular dude out here, bro. Like you, you just like nine me. To five. And it's crazy because Instagram is literally a fake thing. It is fake. It is just on our phones. We give Instagram the power that that it that it does, bro. If we just do all our phones away, you'll have nothing. You'll have no power. But we give it so much power to how we treat people and how we decide who's more important and who's important. That shit is so toxic, bro. And it's ruining us socially. It's ruining us, bro. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. You know, like I think TikTok. Well, I had a, I had a very strong discussion about TikTok. Um, talk about it. Talk about it. Let me hear something. Um, well, I, my some of my opinions are very skewed, so I, I yeah. you know. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, bro. bro. Hey, what, this, what, is what, this is your podcast. This is your podcast, man. No, um, I'm not even gonna go into. But it's just, um, I just think like like just like I said, um, people put too much weight on you know. Instagram, like the verified blue mark, or how many people following you? You know it, that when you die, that means nothing. No one's gonna be like your Instagram. You know, like <laughs> in all respect to X, X, you know, XX and yeah. touching I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Who's really looking at his Instagram anymore? You may be looking at his music, but who's looking at his Instagram anymore? Nice. Or a deceased person's Instagram? Let me not put, you know, say that. But you know, people put so much weight, and I think it's just it's discouraging when you put that much weight on it. You mean you see someone with a blue check and you know a K and followers like a hundred K followers, and you you know you you got five hundred followers. It's discouraging to you. You think, oh, like I'm not good enough. I'm worthless, you know, compared to that person. And that's why, like me personally, I don't I don't put no value on you know other people. Like we're all human beings, we all bleed the same blood, you know. Yeah. It's I don't I don't think you should be weighed on you know how many followers you have, how many people follow. Like, I I just think like they just it's irrelevant and it's it, you know what what you really think about it. You know Instagram, you're just a product to Instagram. You know you're literally right. just a product and it just right. you know they make money off right. you, but. You, Social media is just—I I don't know. I mean, it can be—it can be a blessing, or it, you know, it can be bad for you. You know, it, I use like like you said, Mike. I use my Instagram just to you know network or you know market. I don't—I don't really care. Like I'm—I like I'm congrats everyone else, but I really don't you know care to see you know see all that because you know like it's just it's just flex culture. It's just a whole bunch of you know nonsense. Now, if someone's trying to spread awareness about some, I'm more than happy to express you know spread that awareness. But yeah. all that other stuff, all that you know. It's useless. It doesn't. It doesn't get you forward in life. It's just you know. It's discouraging to people. It's, it's just. It's just a mess, in my opinion, to me. Bro, bro, Zach, <laughs> Zach, you're like it's crazy how hard people will go to make to make themselves look like okay, bro. Like an Instagram following, bro. You, you, you will try so hard to make your follower to make your following. 999 just so you got that ratio nice bro like you'll have like 
2,000 followers, and y'all have like 995, bro. And, bro, we, we, we see who y'all are, bro. We see. We know what you're doing, bro. You're not slick. We we, we know you're not trying to follow a 1,000 people. You're trying to make yourself look more important than you actually are, nice. bro. Nice. And it's it's like, bro, why are we doing that? And I'm not going to sit here and act like that. I'm just some hermit. on. I'm, I'm just living, laying low. Because I post on social media a lot, bro. I'm not going to lie. I do. But I don't. I don't think I'm better than anybody like a lot of people out here do. I don't a lot of people really inherently think that they are better than people just because of social media following, bro. I I think I am who I am. Well, I know I am who I am because of the things that I do every day. You know, I because the integrity that I have. When y'all see me post something on Instagram a smoothie or a workout, bro, I'm doing that shit every day, bro. I'm not just I'm not just I'm not just doing that shit for the post, bro. I'm doing, doing that. that. I'm doing, doing I'm that doing it. I'm just, I'm just showing y'all what I'm just showing y'all something that I did in my day. And I'm doing that stuff every day, bro. Because why? I am a man of integrity, and a lot of people, a lot of people like that shit, bro. It's not something that that is just that is just found everywhere, bro. It's rare, bro. Especially nowadays, bro. Yes, bro. That's facts, man. Yeah. I just I want to hit I want to hit one one more thing. I, I just just like just just because I just want to hit one more uh, financial part. Let's talk about where to invest. Like, where are the top ten places in the United States to invest? Like, county wise, county wise. Um, I uh, said, I said for me, I said for me, uh, pretty much anywhere in the South, but specifically uh, around the Baton Rouge area, because that's gonna blow up pretty soon as well. Um, outskirts of Atlanta. Uh, around the Savannah area as well. Um, places close to Orlando, ironically, because uh, as soon as Disney opens back up, there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, other um, businesses that are going to be opened up around there just because everybody's starting to realize how big Disney World really is. They also have Universal, you know, so you can open up some like rental properties and just do airbnbs because a lot of people are going to want those um just because airbnb i promise you i promise you after the pandemic is over airbnb is about to blow up because everybody's going to want to travel they've been stuck in the house all 24 7 for a year they're going to want to travel so you know and the and the travel you know them traveling is not going to stop for a very long time so um because once you get that taste of traveling, you're going to want to travel for, like... You're going to want to travel for the rest of your life, man. But, um... There... Uh, I wouldn't say California, but if you do do California, I'd say come around Palm Springs. Um, just because, uh, it's low income. Uh, or in, like, probably, like, I don't know, East Oakland somewhere. But, uh, I think the prime real estate, though, is... As you said, Jack, it's dang near. It's it's dang. <laughs> it's 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 Texas. It's Texas. I'm not gonna say where. I'm not gonna say where. I'm not gonna blow you up, bro. But it's Texas. Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I'm just kidding. Texas. I think you know. Or let me not. I really don't want to say the areas that I'm investing yeah, in. Yeah. Um. You just. I just think people should look for areas that are you know undervalued relative to you know what qualities are in that area whether the crime rates low shopping centers are nearby schools are nearby 
I just think people should look at those in the areas that are, you know, cheap for, you know, a starting investor to, you know, start investing and not, you know, so much like California prices, you know, it's going to be hard for a small investor unless you have a million dollars sitting in the bank or all the capital needed to purchase that house in full. It's going to be hard for you to get a loan depending on your age or your debt to income ratio, credit score. That's why credit is king. Like, like that one person sending a check, credit yeah. is king. Uh, like I said, if you're using your credit card to, you know, just shell on, you know, Stupid mm-hmm. stuff, you know, because you only credit scores are thirty percent of credit scores are made up of credit utilization. So you only should be people say thirty percent, but it's use you should only be using like three or four percent of your credit card yeah. if you really want to get you know super high credit score. Um, yeah, credit's keen, and it's I just think California is really not the best area to invest in right now. Um, yeah, but areas that are undervalued, and you can really you can when you're an, analyzing a property, you can look up all the information. You know whether you know. Like, let me just see what's on my spreadsheet right now, what I'm looking at. Um, you can look at the maintenance cost, vacancy, crime rate area, the margin cost, location type, are there schools, HOA fees. And HOA fees only with, you know, condos because, you know, condos have their homeowners association fee. Yeah. Uh, property tax insurance, GRM, all, all that type of stuff, you know, you can you know, look at when you're, you know, evaluating a property, um, you know, your type of neighborhood. And I think, you know, just looking at areas like that, like Zillow is your best friend, MLS is your best friend. There's, there's plenty of sites that offer, you know, you know, play, easy way for you to virtually see the homes and, you know, look at the numbers. You can email agents, you can, you know, get in contact with them, you know, if you need the actual numbers on a property. But, yeah, I don't really want to, you know, close the areas too. Yeah, 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 don't, yeah, don't, don't. I was just saying more like, uh, I probably should have said counties, but more like states. Yeah, I, uh, Texas, the Midwest, there you go, the Midwest um is i think east the east the midwest and east are great areas to invest in i think people need to kind of stay away from the west coast right now at least if you're a starting investor now go for uh the west coast california all that but if you're just gonna start off i think the east and the midwest is really undervalued and i think my personal opinion with this um pan you know what's going on with corona i think that when forbearance and you know the probably about to push this word more morium or whatever for you know rent and you know those type payments yeah it comes into effect all those people who didn't pay rent or didn't pay their mortgages it's going to be it's going to be a really bad time for a lot of people unfortunately and a lot of people are going to be behind on rents you know god forbid that or you know behind mortgage payments which is going to lead to you know most likely a market crash and we're gonna i'm not gonna i don't know if a market crash but we, we should see a little dip in prices yeah. uh and a lot of homes getting, you know, pushed back because, you, you know, once you're going to pay the bank back, it's money, you go into forbearance and yeah. that on. So, um, yeah, he's in real estate, and, you know, but Midwest and East, I would say, are great areas to look at investing. Um, me, I'm looking at multifamily homes, uh, yeah. quads, I don't like single family homes, at least for me, it just started out. And, um, yeah, you just, you just do that. And, um, you know, rent it out for fair market rent, you know, and you should be fine. And don't buy houses that need a lot of rehab because that's going to kill you on upfront costs. Yes, facts. Man. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, I hope, I hope y'all stay to the end of this, man. I really Bro. do. Bro, this dude Zach just like literally lighting a fire inside <laughs> yes. of me right now. I, hope, I, mean, I, like, I never, I never even really thought about getting into real estate like that before. But he made me want to like <laughs> yeah. dabble in yeah. that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, bro, Zach, bro, what, what books you be reading about real estate, bro? Um, hey, bro. 
I've read uh, the book on rental property investing. It's by Brandon Turner. He, uh, you can also look at the Bigger Pockets podcast. It's on YouTube. There's wait, 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 wait. Before we, I, I'm, I'm taking notes during this. Brandon. Okay. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm taking notes because, because uh, I hope you, I hope you people on the podcast are taking notes. So you said hey. what podcast? Because I love listening to podcasts as well. Uh, the Bigger Pockets podcast. Um, it's he brings on a lot of investors that are in real estate. They all talk about the story. You know, a lot of them really start with no down payments or no backgrounds and you know it just shows that anybody anybody can do it you know if you're just willing to put in the work I, like yeah real estate takes a lot of startup capital but if you can save that money and just keep working towards it you you'll you achieve it you know yeah. um the other books uh i'm reading the millionaire real estate agent and return real estate is a really good book um oh and duplexes and triplexes or it's called investing in duplexes and triplexes that's a good book as well um and i'm i have a book on the way called the section eight uh bible Jesus yeah, Christ. I remember you. Bro, bro, Michael, Michael. When, when we post this podcast, we're going to have to promote the shit out of this. Bro. <laughs> we people is gonna hear this, bro. We gonna have, bro. we gonna we gonna put an audio sound bites, bro. We gonna put. I'm posting oh this to all my story, bro. People, oh people gonna hear this, bro. And you know what's crazy about it, bro? They'll listen, and we'll probably get all the views in the world. But only probably about under one percent of them are actually gonna do some shit about this. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's just things. With, that's just how society is. But you can you can give everyone. I don't know exactly how the saying is. You can take the mule to the water fountain, but you can't make it drink or something like, like that. You can take a horse. You can you can feed. Yeah. You can take a hoot. You can take a horse and put water to his face, but that horse has to drink it itself. Right. You can like that's you can give you can you can tell all everybody about every book that I just said or podcast. They can Google all of this, but it's about taking action i think that's one of my like you know my biggest qualities is whenever i hear them i jump on it it's just it just takes action regardless of what the startup capital is i'm trying to figure out how the hell do i do it how do i get started what what steps do i need to take you know it's never i don't know i think that's just one of my my qualities my parents always say you're all over the place but that's just because like whenever something opportunities put in front of me i'm interested in i jump on it i don't i don't care what it is i could work on one project but if i like that project too i'll i'll just be all over the place in doing that i just I think that's one of my best parties is just I'm willing to take action. I think everybody's willing to take action. You will have tremendous success. That's facts, bro. Because like I'm I'm doing I'm doing so many things right now, man. I'm trying to get into life insurance. I'm trying to get into I'm not gonna talk about that on the podcast because I haven't really started that yet. I'm trying to get my license within the next fifteen days. But um uh it's it's so many things I'm trying to get into. I'm I'm trying to get into the podcast game for real. We're trying to form a podcast family. I'm doing album stuff. I'm planning my next two albums. Um, um, I'm trying to, you know, try to start the car business, uh, even though that's been kind of slow because I'm trying to, you know, get my first car up and running. But um, there's so many things that you're juggling along with school and, you know, maintaining, you know, a part-time job or a full-time job, depending on what I'm doing. I, I'm doing part-time, uh, but I'm also going to be doing DoorDash and other stuff like that. But, um... You know, along with investing, you got to do a whole bunch of investing, you know. But investing really doesn't take that much time, you know. You just put your money in there, look at what you're investing in, select what you're investing in, and wait for the money to grow, you know. And if it's, if you got to make sure you, you know, monitor the the market probably like, I wouldn't say monthly, but, you know, don't monitor it so frequently. Or I wouldn't, I'd probably say either weekly or bi-weekly, just to make sure that you understand, you know, what's going on with your money but don't don't look at it every day because that's going to discourage you 
I probably wouldn't even say look at it bi-weekly. So probably like maybe maybe once a maybe once a week or maybe every two weeks. Um, but don't don't monitor that stuff, bro. But y'all ain't gonna listen to us. <laughs> Be frank, y'all ain't y'all listen to us, but y'all ain't gonna do what we saying, bro. Hey, hey, if 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 you hear Michael say something like that and it makes you mad, make let it make you mad. Let it motivate you. Let let it actually light that fire. Like, bro, I'm bro, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it. You know, let, let it light that fire. We not even. We not even trying to be negative over here, bro. I'm, but it's just I'm it's, a lot of people. A lot of people aren't gonna take action, bro. And that's just how it is. Somebody but, the other day called me a pessimist. Really? <laughs> Some somebody very close in my life called me a pessimist. I said, and he and he he said, "Do you know what that is?" I said, "Do I know what a pessimist is? Do you know that I run a podcast, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> I have I have an immense vocabulary. Even though I do do a lot of cursing on this podcast, my my per, my vocabulary is probably better than some sixty year olds. <laughs> so wait wait wait, Mike. Why did he say you was a pessimist? I'm gonna get into that story after the podcast. I'm gonna tell y'all later. I'm gonna tell y'all about that that story after. But I'm Mister Positivity. Every situation I go into, I look at the pros and the cons of it, and I'm gonna let everything. I'm gonna let the cons go. With positivity, so that they don't, you know, continue to be negative. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro. I'm, I'm only doing the things that I'm doing so that I can continue my positive energy instead of, you know, reflecting negative energy. So, that's that's what I, that's what I got to say. Um, we are at one hour and forty one minutes. This Damn. Is a, this was a very very good podcast, man. Y'all need to listen to this. Listen to the rest of this series, because I know this is series one for all the people who are listening and are binge watching this series. I appreciate you. I give you all the love that you possibly could handle. Uh, pause. But um, <laughs> I really appreciate you. Zach, any closing remarks, bro? Um, yeah, just, just be yourself and don't let no one tell you what you can and what you're not capable of. Just take action. There you go. Those are my closing remarks. Man. Hey, y'all. I love y'all so much. And if you made it through this hour and 40, I'll say 43 minutes, I appreciate you so much, man. You know, and as we always say, man. As long as y'all show love. We'll stay consistent, baby. Yes, sir. You know the vibes. Let's run the numbers. Episode two coming soon. We'll surprise you guys with another guest. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> <laughs>